This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, players? This is the talk of champions, franchise player. Always boss player. Forever. Welcome in to another edition of Franchise Player, a site crossover podcast of the Old Miss Spirit on three and inside the Rebels 247. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson at Rebels 247. Happy Wednesday, man. What's up? Hey, it is a happy Wednesday. 3-0, number 13 in the nation with a bullet. Um, you know, ought to be a, a relatively, I think a relatively Easy game Saturday, maybe not not necessarily easy, but look, Ole Miss is favored big, and they're going to win big. Um, and, and and then the season starts with Kentucky on October first, and uh, you know it's a great day to be an Ole Miss Rebel. And the baseball team has the number two recruiting class. Um, you know, I mean, you know, Kermit Davis is telling us all that uh, things are looking up. We'll see how that goes. Coach Joe has one of the nation's top players in the country coming in for an official visit this weekend. I mean, Ole Miss, it's worse happening, Ben. Well, Kermit Davis, I'll say this. Recruiting his tail off, and Josh Hubbard, he's a four-star in-state prospect for 2023, point guard, is expected to make his commitment announcement this week. And I fully expect that to be Ole Miss, though no matter what happens, uh, whether he commits to Ole Miss or not, Mississippi State will be a presence until he signs wherever he signs. But Ole Miss has a – and always has had a level of real optimism and confidence, always fully recognizing as well that Mississippi State is going to be a presence. So the recruiting could continue to be hot. And also Robert Allen, the veteran forward, is back. And I was talking to Kermit for this podcast last week, and one thing he mentioned was Robert Allen's returning – Deshaun Ruffin's obviously a little bit further along, I mean, further behind, excuse me, Robert Allen, but he'll be back when official practice open October 1st. So I see the path. The question is, yes, Ole Miss improved, but did they improve enough for an SEC that has continued to improve, if not becoming oh, yeah. the best basketball conference? Yeah, all. yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you, you bring up Mississippi State, but an excellent hire with Jans. I'm telling you, this guy can coach. Um Look, he was coaching well out at New Mexico State. And uh, if you can do it at New Mexico State with their lack of everything, uh, you can do it anywhere. And, uh, you know, the whole SEC is better this year, Ben. That's that's the thing. That's the question. Ole but is, Ole Miss does have some encouraging things, as I was saying. Yeah, yeah. They've improved their roster. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And Lord knows they can't be a snake bit with the injuries this year as they were last year. But um, but they had you know, deeper problems be, than just bad injuries. I will say that. Yeah, going to be interesting. Look, Thanksgiving afternoon, they play Stanford. Oh. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, that's either going to be the game where everybody jumps in the boat and says, we can get this done, 
or it's going to be a jumping off point. I, I truly believe that. And uh, nationally televised Thanksgiving night. Okay. So I would say this respectfully. Um, that is a big game. However, I feel as if the vast majority of Ole Miss eyeballs will be on the Egg Bowl and people really won't start tuning in un- for basketball until SEC play. So my answer to that uh, would be – I see, I think you're wrong. Okay. I, I think it's a holiday. Everybody will have a full belly. I think they tip off at 1 o'clock. It's the perfect lead-in to the football game that evening. Um, no one wants to watch the Lions lose for the millionth time of Thanksgiving. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I, I think – I think the eyes are going to be on Kermit, Ole Miss, and Stanford that afternoon. Uh, now, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, my eyes will be on it. I, I guarantee you that. I, I think that's a huge game, and I think uh, we haven't talked about that as as much as we should have. But Well, also, it is the heart of football season. I mean, come on, we still got two months to go. Do we have to worry yeah, about Yeah, for, for sure. And, and hopefully Ole Miss football is playing for something so big that night that – the basketball game is is kind of, you know, just a, a marble in a pot full of softballs. Or it's, uh, it's or, the cherry on top of a nice Thanksgiving Sunday for Ole Miss. Yeah, Thanksgiving's always on Thursday, Ben, not Sunday. Did I say what I said? Well, I said <laughs> oh, I get it. I get you it. Said Thanksgiving it Sunday, man. You did. Well, I was okay. making it like you know, right. a Sunday. You used to get those Sundays. We can get them anywhere. But I just remember oh, Sundays at, at Shoney's Sunday. Okay, cherry on top of the Sunday. Very, very clean Shoney's. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. Are, are Shoney's still a thing? I don't know. Because, but I will say, they used to have one of the best desserts ever with that uh, hot, fudge, hot fudge cake, I think. I think that's what it called. So good. Okay. So if there is a Shoney's out there in North Mississippi that I don't know about, because there used to be one in Tupelo, it's long gone. There used to be one in New Albany, but that was back when I was a little kid. McAllister's replaced it a long time ago. So if anybody knows where I can get a hot fudge cake, please hit me up on Twitter at Spirit Ben because I would love to know. Well, I can't right now, but for future reference, because I'm after my diet, because I'm fat and stupid, uh, I would love you to know. know. It, used to, it used to be one in Oxford because Billy Brewer would hang out in there and drink coffee a lot. Um, <laughs> It was right so there. He wasn't the a, it wasn't the beacon. That's just a bullcrap internet narrative thing. I'm, I'm telling you, he'd be in the Shoney's too. Um, but it was right there as um, as you turn off of uh, six onto Jackson Avenue. Then a Mexican restaurant was there for a little while. Then they tore it down. El Sombrero? Uh, never. Uh, no. Golly, I cannot think of the name of the place. And, uh, I used to eat there all the time, but then they moved down the street a little bit, and it's always crowded and kind of full of uh, <clears throat> rather obnoxious college kids when it's margarita hour. So Isn't that everywhere in Oxford that has a margarita hour, David? <laughs> uh, it, it is, man. I, I mean, you go in there and um, to, to eat, and you're, you're going to spend, what, 60 bucks to feed your family, and uh, you can't get in because of the – Underage college kids drinking, uh, you know, two for eight dollar margaritas. No, it's, everyone uh, is legal. They have proper identification, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, an ABC agent's buffet. I tell you what. But uh, anyway, that's a subject for later. It's funny uh, though that I say, you know, November is so long, so far away, so long in the distance here. Uh, so focusing on Miss basketball and Stanford seems silly, and yet. I'm staring at Ole Miss football's 2023 schedule. <laughs> I want to know what you thought about it. Like, okay. Uh, look, 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 
one more thought. Look, I'm telling you, when I'm in a Mexican restaurant and okay. I'm eating dinner between hours of five and seven, I'm, I'm, my eyes are moving all around the restaurant. And a uh, little bit of a conspiracy theorist here, but I have never seen a waiter ID a college girl who looks like she's 18 years old oh God. Uh, or ordering margaritas or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. That's just me. That's the old man in me. Uh, you know, never said anything. I just, I've never seen it. There are a lot. No, nah, I don't see any clouds in the sky. I don't know who, which cloud you're yelling at, but you're yelling at them. Well, get off my lawn, man. Old man, get, get off out of my yard. What do you think of the 2023 schedule, though? For real, Georgia. <laughs> That's what jumped out at me right off the bat. A November 11th Veterans Day trip to Georgia. Um, and and you got to play Georgia and Alabama, the two premier programs in the country next year. On the uh, road, what, both of them. Yeah, on the road and uh, the non-conference schedules, powder puff. I mean, they're going to win four of those. But, I mean, man, that's brutal. I'm just telling you that. It's a brutal schedule. Um, so, you know, enjoy this year. Enjoy the, this month. <clears throat> where the schedule gods gave you four that are winnable, very, very winnable because, uh, man, man, trips to Tuscaloosa and Georgia. wonder how many teams in the country have to do that next year. I have a Two, different maybe. take. I have a different take. But it's going to – let me first – for those that don't know, for the uh, uninitiated, Mercer at home, at Tulane, Georgia Tech, that's 3-0, and at Alabama, LSU, Arkansas, open date, at Auburn, Vanderbilt, Texas A&M at Georgia, ULM, which I love. Love that right after Georgia. I'm serious. And then go into Mississippi State on Thanksgiving. That's how you need to do your non-con. Ole Miss is going to play eight straight SEC games after Tulsa this year. So I just like breaking that up at Georgia, then going to Mississippi State, um, having that ULM game because that's a guaranteed win reset. So um, I look at it, and yes, on paper, and we're still skewed with Ole Miss brain. What is Ole Miss brain? You always start from a place of defeat, right? You go into it and you say, God, Ole Miss. I mean, that's at Alabama. Ole Miss doesn't win in Alabama. At Georgia, they're the number two team in the country. If this team this year does what we think it can do, and that's finish in the top three in the SEC West, and that's being conservative. Maybe it's fourth, but I think it's top three in the SEC West. If Jackson Dart continues to take positive, significant strides. Maybe Ole Miss beats Kentucky in an impressive way. Maybe they lose, but they still get better, and they go on and win You know, over LSU and Auburn and uh, play Alabama tough. Maybe they upset Alabama. Drell Poe told me yesterday he thinks they're beatable. I don't know if I agree with that. Point being, what if all these things happen and Ole Miss wins nine, ten games this year, and maybe they're one, two losses away? for making it – or wins, excuse me, to making it to Atlanta or the college football playoff. They would go into next year with Jackson Dart, one of the most tenured quarterbacks or best returning quarterbacks in the conference. They won't have Zach Evans. He'll go pro. But Quinshawn Judkins, assuming he stays, will be here. Um, and there's no reason not to assume that he won't be here because Ole Miss NIO-wise will step up. Quit bringing it. that up, Ben. Quit saying that, man. Okay. You're okay. All, but the point – you're, you're dwelling on the wrong thing. The point is, all this returning talent they would have. Yes, at Alabama, at Georgia is tough, but Ole Miss would be considering itself at that point after back-to-back 10 
win seasons potentially, and also a five and five all SEC schedule finish, including boat racing, Indiana and the Outback Bowl, to saying, why can't Ole Miss consider itself in the same company? Why are we automatically assuming that they could just lose those games? So I, I just think it's a, it's a tough schedule, but it's also if you get through it with and you'll have one of the best quarterbacks in the country, assuming Jackson Dart steps up and continues to show growth. You can't tell me right now that if Ole Miss, if they got through it, wouldn't immediately be the like, catapulted forward, even with one loss, into not only Atlanta, but the college football playoff. 13-point dogs probably at both places, yes. I would I would say, here. <laughs> but, all right, look. look, look. Hey, I, but I, Alabama throw, and Georgia will both be breaking in new quarterbacks, David. Yeah, I know, I know. But, listen, i got to throw this into the mix. Okay. Um, the ESPN FPI win index all summer long, all summer, Ole Miss projected to win seven and a half games. Okay. Mm-hmm. The new one out this week projects Ole Miss to win nine and a half games. What happened? Tell me what happened. They they're three and oh, they, they were always going to be three and oh, how does a seven and a half win team become a nine and a half win team? when they won the three games that they should have won by the scores they should have won them by? I don't know, but if you're just asking me to play devil's advocate or argue the other side, I would assume that, I mean, listen, these are national people that don't have an intimate knowledge of every program of of consequence across the country. They're not watching Ole Miss on a day-to-day basis. All they see is on paper, Ole Miss lost this, this, and this. And yes, they got this, but it's all so new. Maybe they thought going into the preseason, because they're only looking at paper. They have no intimate knowledge, true intimate knowledge. They're just looking at the math that Georgia Tech and Ole Miss could be comparable. So if they get through Georgia Tech, well, then you increase the win index, and that's exactly what happened. And maybe beating Georgia Tech by 42 to to nothing in the score um, raised it up even that much more. I don't know what their formula is. I have no idea how they come up with this stuff. But maybe I I, I really don't. Remember, this is the same index that had Mississippi State ranked like seventh in the country in the preseason last year. Um, I, I, I think that thing is a is a is a lot of hot air, pretty much. Uh, I agree. And I bring this up. I just bring it up because I wanted to ask you this: How many wins did I say Ole Miss would have back in June? I don't remember. Ten and two. I called them ten and two, and. Uh, you know, now now this uh, index or whatever it is, this computer voodoo, <laughs> has pretty much come into agreement with me. So thank you. Uh, well, I'm congratulations. Kind of... Let's do the celebration. Let's, let's do a celebration. <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> this is Franchise Player, a site crossover podcast of the Ole Miss Spirit and Inside the Rebels. I'm Ben Garrett. He's David Johnson. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say, as long as it's five stars. This podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Just simply search Talk of Champions. Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, we're there. Search Talk of Champions. Talk of Champions is brought to you in part by Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance. And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. 
Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And tell him that Ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. Your Ole Miss baseball rebels are national champions. Yes, that really happened. Your eyes did not deceive you. And what better way to celebrate since we all spent way too much money getting to and back home from Omaha than with a new car. Well, the only place to buy a car in Oxford, Mississippi is Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Allen Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. They'll get you in the car you want at a price point that you can afford. Give them a call today, 662-234-8000. Ask Brian or Mason to tell them talk of champions since you because now talk of champions actually makes sense almost baseball won a national championship and they'll get you in your dream car with your almost omaha magnet planted right there on the driver's side door they're located at 2201 east university avenue in oxford that's 2201 east university avenue that's just past kroger contact them today 662-234-8000 that's alan samuels chrysler dodge jeep ram of oxford a proud sponsor of the national champion Talk of Champions podcast. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit ufeofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Ufe Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan, and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. 
The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Talk of Champions is also brought to you in part by my bookie. You know football and you pick winners all the time, so why not get paid for them at my bookie? Bet single game spreads, money lines, or parlay multiple together to increase your payouts. Low contest entry fees and over half a million to be won. Make it so you don't have to be a pro gambler to have fun. Getting started is easy. Just visit mybookie.ag, mybookie.ag, and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions, TOC, on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. That's promo code TOC for Talk of Champions. TOC to get your first deposit matched dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. My bookie is a proven sports book that makes it simple to bet and win. So make this your winning season exclusively at my bookie. David Olmos will beat this team, but the lack of respect nationally, this is not your typical Ole Miss. They're going to dog walk Tulsa. Maybe old days, but like this isn't. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, you don't even have to go back that far. You go back <clears throat> four years ago, and this is a dogfight. Yeah, um, 2008, they went to the Cotton Bowl. 2009, went to the Cotton Bowl. So 2010, y'all knew what I was talking about. It's just really interesting that nationally, and I, I know this is very anecdotal. It's just a guy in Tulsa. But Ole Miss still is not considered. It's, it's like the, it's, Ole Miss isn't really serious. Oh, it's not serious. Come on. It's Ole Miss. Right, they haven't changed that perception yet, which is interesting because if they go two and two, like you ten and two, like you think, that's back to back ten win seasons, back to back. It feels like we're starting to get a little love now. I mean, people outside of Mississippi realize you can win a national title in Oxford, Mississippi, in baseball. If you can do it in baseball, you can do it in football, and Ole Miss is really close to that, Ben. I think they're very, very close. Um, you know, it's uh, you've hung your hat with Lane Kiffin. He's apparently hung his hat here. Let's see what happens. I think good things are going going to. But if they go ten and two, like you think, going into the next year, I don't care. It's at Alabama and at Georgia. Ole Miss is in a different place then as a program for your consideration. Not David. I'm talking about you. Anybody out there that follows sports, follows Ole Miss, is trying to evaluate Ole Miss football. You look at that schedule, stop looking at it through defeatist Ole Miss brain and think about Ole Miss at a different point now as a program. Yes, at Alabama and at Georgia is objectively hard as hell. But Ole Miss then, going into next year, if they follow this path and with what they will have returning, they'll lose a lot. But Lane Kiffin has made Ole Miss the premier transfer destination for not disgruntled, but maybe the situation just went wrong, like Jackson Dart. Maybe it went sideways. He's made Ole Miss the number one option for the most talented kids in the portal. And, like, Ole Miss would next year then be, what, at worst three in the preseason? Come on. Because on paper, then, the ESPN FBI people and those, the, all those people that just crunched numbers from the paper, 
on paper, Ole Miss will be the third best team, at least on paper in the SEC, um, the SEC, not just West, but the SEC next year. So I look at those games like, oh, Ole Miss is going to have two primetime games on CBS and maybe college game day at both of them. You know, the best way to judge how, how the nation's receiving your program, the perception, it's by the quality of, of recruits that show up for your game days. Mm. And, and look, the Rebels are going to have some relatively big names there this weekend. But wait for the Kentucky game. Now, I know it's an 11 o'clock game. That's not ideal for recruiting situations. But they're going to be – look, get ready, all-star cast. Kentucky at home, Auburn at home, Alabama at home, uh, Mississippi State at home. There, there, there are going to be some amazing names that pop in here all year long. That's a really interesting question. I'm genuinely asking because I do not know. You said 11 a.m. aren't perfect or aren't ideal for recruiting yeah. business weekends. What is ideal and why is 11 a.m.? Because I would think having that day just in the middle of the day, then at nighttime they can go fully enjoy an Oxford night, which is pretty hard okay. to come close to. Yeah, well, a Friday, a, a football player is walking off his high school, walking out of the locker room at 11 o'clock Friday night. Look, if he lives more than 200 miles away from here, He's in the car 5.30, 6 a.m. to get here. And uh, that that tends to not be the ideal setup mm. uh, for, for some of these top recruits. Yeah, you'll get in-state kids, you know, that are, you know, from, you know, maybe an hour south of Jackson and above. You'll get Memphis kids and, you know, guys that can get here in three hours. But it cuts down on the uh, – yeah, on the, on the travel time allotted to the kids. That's that's the bottom line. Then the game too. ends at 3 o'clock. So it's not like the nightlife has already crunk up down on the square yet. So then you're faced with the decision, do I go home or do I wait around six hours? Because I can tell you now, I've got two Ole Miss graduates as children. Uh, nighttime on the square really doesn't get started to about 9.30, doesn't kick into full gear about 10 30 or 11 o'clock at night so you know that that's kind of why 11 o'clock is not ideal ideal to me is a three o'clock kickoff finish up the game around 6 30 hang out with the coaches for an hour or two and then boom you're turned loose on the square but 11 o'clock not the not not prime time for bringing in recruits they either have to get in the car after they get off the field friday night at you know 11 o'clock out of the locker room and drive through the night, sleep a couple hours, then get up and go to the game. And, and, and then that's problematic because you don't find a hotel room in Oxford on game night. You can't on your game weekend. Um, so they're staying somewhere else. It, it's just 11 o'clock is not good for recruiting. Now from a media standpoint, Oh man, I love 11 o'clock games. Love it. We can have all our work done and in front of the TV by 7, 7.30 that night. So give me all the 11 o'clock you've got. But um, I don't think it's the greatest thing for recruits. You're winning the time of possession today. Oh, thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you very much. I was kind of wondering there. Two things. One, I never in my life thought I would hear David Johnson use the word crunk. I had no idea. David what Johnson. What did I say? 
You said crunked up. I did not know oh. you knew the word crunk. I did not know David yeah. had crunk in his system. And what a day it is. Wow. Yeah, I know what I also know what chronic is too. Well, okay. Slow, slow, slow down. All right. And second yeah. thing, you made a really great point. Just the whole thing was great because that's I didn't think about that. The psychological aspect of a visit. You want kids to be excited. I know it sounds very simple, but you want them to be excited, really amped up. You want to turn this thing up to 11 for them and them to be in a good mood. You leave a game and you're exhausted at 11 o'clock. You're waking up as early, that early. You're already at a disadvantage from a visit perspective because they're arriving just exhausted and not in a good mood. So now yep. you have to get them up, right? You have to get them to that volume 11 and that's that's a hard thing to do for 18 year old kids. I mean, my gosh. Yeah, and, and you know, you've got a whole staff of recruiting assistants doing nothing but texting these kids all morning. Hey, where you at? How close mm -hmm. are you? You know, where you at? Where you at? You know, it, it it's just not the ideal situation. And then Look, it gets into the night too because they're exhausted. So maybe they go and experience the square, but not really because they're all all they're thinking when they're out at the library or whatever is, God, I'm tired. Oh, my bed sounds wonderful. So I, that makes a lot of sense. I never thought about that, ever. Yeah, it's just not the uh, – I don't think you can lay your program out the way you want to lay it out with an 11 o'clock kickoff. That's, uh, that, that's the only drawback to it that I see because people are griping this week about, oh, my God, such a big game, and they're putting it on at 11 o'clock. Look, we've talked about this before, but 11 a.m. now is, is, is kind of a primetime game television has figured this out right after game day at, yeah yeah and you, you kick it off at 11 and you know what game are you watching at one o'clock well you're watching the 11 o'clock kickoff and uh and, and don't forget too 11 a.m our time is is noon on the east coast so it's it's not as late for a much bigger television audience on the east coast but you know and, and look it's an espn game it's not on ESPN, the deuce. It's not Jefferson ESPN. Pilot. It's not Jefferson Pilot. It is ESPN. Um, and, and they put it in that slot, just like they put Alabama and Texas in that slot. Uh, it, it's, it, TV has discovered an 11 o'clock kickoff is bigger than they once thought it was. Man, that's a good point. So if you're mad about the 11 a.m. kickoff, the only thing to be mad about, is if you're a recruitnik, and most of you listening to this are recruitniks. So the 11 a.m. is perfect for a, a football team trying to win. Jarrell Post said that. He was like, hey, man, I love kicking off at 11 a.m. They'll be fine. Like, let Kentucky be sleepy, and we'll kick them in the mouth. So for the football team, it's fine. There's no distinct advantage for the opposing team. Broadcast perspective, you're getting more national exposure than you would at other times. Now you want to be 2.30. You want to be 6 o'clock. But 11 a.m., it, it, in my opinion, is just as good as 6 o'clock. I know a lot of you well, disagree, but I think it is. So well, ben, ben, if you want to be upset, it's the fact that it could negatively, not like significantly. I mean, they're still going to have a great time if Ole Miss wins. But it could have a negative effect on the way that certain prospects that you might really, really want, they're your top Ole Miss guys. Just the fans. I mean, Ole Miss wants all of them. But the well, fans I'd, might say, I'd I really want Aiden Williams, you know, to uh, have a good week. Oh, yeah. All right. I'd ask people this. All right. How many of them missed the Texas-Alabama game, but by the time they got through watching all their college football that day, they knew everything that happened? Because as that 11 a.m. game ends and 
all these other games left to go, they're going to be talking about you, showing highlights and everything else. The entire rest of the day, you play at 7 p.m.? When your game's ended, pretty much everybody's in the bed. You'll be lucky if you make SEC final. Um, you know, so there are a lot of advantages to 11 a.m. Now, I understand the fans' point, because if I'm an Ole Miss fan, and let's just say I live in Hattiesburg, what is that, four and a half hours from Oxford? That means uh, the Grove is out. TV. Yeah. Well, well, if I want to come, it means the Grove is out. I'm leaving at 5 a.m. because – I know I'm going to have an hour worth of wait time and traffic stacked up outside the stadium, or at least I have to anticipate that. And, you know, so you're going to get there, slide your ticket, get in the stadium kickoff. Uh, you know, so, and there's not a lot of experience. And for those people that are from Hattiesburg, just as our theoretical city here, that if they want to, you know, if they want to stay, they've got to buy a three-night guarantee in a hotel in Oxford. And two nights are, 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 are washed away that they're not using. And if they if they aren't staying, well, they got to get in the car and go home at 4 o'clock to get home at a decent hour. So I get it from the fan perspective. You know, it's not ideal. And, and, and God knows it has become uber expensive to come to Oxford for a weekend for a football game if you don't already own a, a property here or if you don't have someone to stay with. It, it's it's crazy. I, I mean, literally, you know, three-night guarantee and they're jacking the prices up. I mean, it, it's um, – I guess it's supply and demand, but, um, wow, you know, I couldn't do it. I, I, I couldn't come to more than a game a year if I lived four hours away. It would be very difficult. I wonder why David has Hattiesburg on the brain. Couldn't oh, be. Oh, I'm saying. I'm Googling just... a lot of Brett Favre and welfare scandals. Oh, my God. What, what's going on there, man? That is crazy. What is with the welfare scandal? It was Brett I don't Favre. know. I may be more disappointed in Phil Bryant than I am uh, – Brett Favre, to be honest with you. If you were still I mean, a I, fan I, of Phil Bryan at this point, buddy, that's on you. Look, I honestly don't think Brett Favre did anything. Um, dude, okay, to, come on. This is the dude that himself. was sending dick pics to random reporters. You don't think he could, like, try to get some – embezzle some money? Come I think on. I've got a, I think I've got a couple of those on my phone. Uh, but why uh, do you, you know, have Brett Favre dick pics on your phone? All right, if Brett Favre sent you a picture of his junk, would you not keep it for no? Just a, no, uh, I don't even have Brett's phone number, so we're good there. <laughs> we're talking, we're, we're talking about Brett Favre's junk. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> a new low for the crossover podcast. But what I'm saying is, I think Brett Favre, and maybe I'm wrong, just lended his name to a scam. And the scam was, we're going to give you this money for speaking and this, that, and the other, and you can funnel it in to building Southern Miss, a volleyball stadium. And to you know me, what that means? A criminal charge. I want to do a quick football fix before we get out of here. Football fix. That's what we call a sack lunch. Give me the really quick two-minute version of what we know about Ole Miss football on this Wednesday before the lead-up to Tulsa. 
Ole Miss looks like a team that can run the ball against anybody. We're going to find out. We're going to find out if if that's the case. Uh, but three games in, very confident in Ole Miss's ability to run the football. They've got some big guys up front opening holes. Not as many as Lane Kiffin would like, as he pointed out. And some running backs that are uh, that have played incredible at this point of the season. I want to see them do it against Kentucky. Um you know, before I'm full in the rebel defense. I mean, what, what else can you say? Can they play any better? I I mean, literally, can they play any better? They gave up a garbage touchdown to Troy. Haven't given up a touchdown since they look good everywhere, particularly linebacker where, you know, we were all kind of worried, but so far so good. I think this is a team that is going to throw the ball when it has to throw the ball, period, Uh, which is different from what we saw last year with Matt Corral, even the year before, where they throw the ball for kicks and giggles and yardage. I I, I don't think this is a throw-first team. I don't think it has to be, not with the backfield. And I think Lane Kiffin is fine. One of the biggest misnomers, and I don't know why he's tagged with this, was – Lane Kiffin is a pass-happy maniac. He's not. His team runs the ball more than they throw the ball. They may run it even more so this year because that appears to be where the strength is. But, you know, you were talking about Jackson Dart as a, you know, he's going to be a superstar and NFL pick and all that after next year. Uh, maybe so. But I didn't go that I, far. I, but, I don't think I said exactly that, but okay. Well, you alluded that, you know, he was – he was going to be great next year, and maybe he will. But if he's not, he's that's okay. Because, yeah, this this team can be can be different. It, it, it's quite all right. What Lane does, and he's very good at, is taking whatever his talent is and morphing the attack around that talent. And um, I think that's what you're going to see. I don't think Ole Miss has got a star quarterback this year. That's okay. He may be the 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 league's winning as quarterback and that's what we want to see so you know that that's my take on Ole Miss right now will they ever give another touchdown up this year it's going to be sad when they do but but the defense has teeth we've got running backs we've got an O-line and um, the O-line's coming together I've, I've seen vast improvement from the Troy game to what we watched in Atlanta Saturday and um you know, let's go. I think Lane's got his quarterback deal figured out. And, um, you know, that's what we have. And and I think it's, uh, as ESPN's FPI index said, <laughs> the team that can games this year. Uh, I love how you brought it back. Injury report, real quick. Jalen Robinson, how's he doing? Kari Coleman got nicked up against Georgia Tech. J.J. Pegues is in a boot. How are we doing? Yeah, don't know. Really don't know right now. Um uh, you know, because it's 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 early Wednesday morning. A couple of more practices left to go. A couple of more days for some guys to to heal up. Um, you know, Lane's not going to tell us anything. Uh, period on injuries, I don't think. So, um, you know, it's kind of kind of a guessing game, and we'll see what happens from there. I think JJ and Kari um, are going to be limited all week and might lose a little bit of their snap share just because they want to keep them healthy for the SEC opener next week against Kentucky. Um, So maybe you'll see a little bit more Xavier Harris. You hopefully don't need JJ for 
a bulk share of snaps to beat Tulsa. So you get Xavier Harris in there a little bit more to, yeah, play those guys, but protect them and not further injure, injure them or whatever it might be to get them ready for Kentucky. I think Jalen Robinson is a week away. I, I really feel that. I know he's out there at practice and he was going through re- on the yeah. field, but I, I feel like he's a week away. I'll just say one dead gum thing, though. Jalen better hurry up or he's going to be a season away. He's going to get that red shirt Lane joked about back in fall camp. Yeah, I don't think – like, it. looking back at that, it doesn't feel like a joke anymore. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, Lane stood up there and said, you know, I just told him, he, you know, he better, better get fixed sooner. We may be using that red shirt. Maybe it wasn't a joke, but come on. We, we need to see this guy on the field and, you know uh, – Anyway, Jordan Watkins played a more significant role Look good Saturday because uh, Jalen Robinson was out. And uh, I think Jordan is fully up to the task if uh, Jalen doesn't make his way back onto the practice field very soon. For the first time in franchise player history, despite my attempts at my constant interruptions that I'm trying to do better with and my ranting and raving, I'm still an idiot. David Johnson, since we're celebrating, Won the yeah, time of possession. Won the time of possession. Congrats, my friend. I, I, I demand an instant replay on that and an accurate count from the booth uh, before I before I celebrate that. But that's okay. That's all right because we talked about Brett Favre's junk today. Oh no! Totally accidental. Totally accidental. Brett's not going to do any time. He's not going to do anything. Of course he's not because uh, he, he's a celebrity. Yeah, and Phil Bryant won't either. I, of course I, it's he's not because he's a powerful po- politician. You know, if it was you, you know or me, if it was just David Johnson and Ben Garrett as the principal parties there, we wouldn't get time. You know who's not uh, been called out on this yet? Oh. He is truly a friend of mine. Uh, you know, and, and I don't know what their role is, and maybe there really isn't any paperwork to tie it, but but he's been silent on this. And who benefited from this misused money? The University of Southern Mississippi, right? Mm-hmm. They got a new volleyball facility out of the deal. I haven't heard anything from their AD. Not a thing. Jeremy McLean, and Jeremy's, a, like I said, a friend of mine from Holka, Mississippi. I covered him when he was pitching at Delta State many years ago. And, um, you know, I, I just think Southern Miss needs to step up and say something about, what was it, five, six, seven million dollars that went to build a, a volleyball stadium? Don't you think? Wouldn't you like to know where the school is on that? Yes, I absolutely would. But also, if Brett Favre sends you an image through text, do not open it. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless that's what you want to do. Which hey, no, I mean, I, I, look, I don't even have photos of my own junk on my phone, much less anyone else. Good. Now we're on yours. Okay, that's it. We're done. This has been Franchise Player, a site crossover podcast of the Ole Miss Spirit on three and inside the Rebels two four seven. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit, but on Twitter, he's David Johnson at Rebels two four seven. Enjoyed it, my friend. Yeah, I love your fellow Rebels.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.